Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, please go follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and Twitter at all underscore pacers. Join the great fan communities we have there. This is Jeremy. As always, I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. How are you guys doing today? Uh, great. Did you hear that theme music? Yeah. Uh, finally, a new theme. It's great. Wow. Yeah. I bye mean, bye I don't. Bye, Nate McMillan. Bye bye, Victor Oladipo. Officially now. It's. They've been gone for a while. Nate has been gone for nearly a year. Or <laughs> look, seven months or so or yeah, something like that. Something but like that. When you leave a relationship, it's good to hang on for a little while. <laughs> Sometimes you hang on for seven months before you eventually, you know, let let that go softly and slowly. So were we metaphorically walking around holding pictures of Nate McMillan and Victor Oladipo this whole time? You could say that, yeah. Yeah, for us, metaphorically, more for... Jack literally was walking around holding pictures of Oladipo. Yeah. Well, I'll still get his... I've slept in my Oladipo jersey a few times now since he's been traded. I'm not even kidding about that. Because what's the point? I mean, I don't need to keep him in pristine condition anymore. So you sleep... Well, why don't you do, like, heavy labor in it? Yeah, go roll in the mud or something. Go out in the snow with him. It's so cold. Yeah, I'm not going outside. Exactly. You'll feel terrible about wearing it out there. sleeveless wearing an oladipo jersey digging in mud there you go that's the perfect <laughs> end to the jersey um i like i really like the intro good job thanks to whoever did it you, you did a great job well it's, i mean we don't have to keep it a yeah secret. we all know it was you <laughs> well you produce the music for us every week just for some reason the theme song has taken a really long time yeah uh, you know as the listeners know i'm a busy guy i've got a lot on my plate so we've heard Doing a lot of inventory stuff and yeah, I'm making. You a, moved. I did move. That was months ago, but I moved. But you're inventorying still. I'm taking an inventory. Yeah, for all you cards people, I'm. Uh, right now, I'm in the middle of a Pokemon card inventory. Then we're gonna move to basketball, and then we're gonna move to football, and then we're gonna start selling things, so that uh, I don't have to get paid the measly salary I get for this podcast. And your other job. Yeah. But is this your main source? Uh, honestly, I bet you I make more money off this podcast than I do at that job. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of some of your great producing work, why don't you hit that side of the day music? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> You listen to that Doris Burke segment of the <laughs> Stop. <laughs> stop. Edit this out, Austin. Boop. <laughs> That's it. Okay, That's there it is. A lot of laughing in that intro music. Oh, man. Hey, do you guys know where you were January 27th? Uh, this year? Oh. this That was like a week ago. Yeah. You know where you were? I was at home. For eight. That was eight days ago, so it would have been last Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, home. Well, I can tell you that I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, watching the Pacers. It's amazing I got entrance into the building. Well, even crazier is we talked about this game two days later, and you didn't bring up that you were there. Yeah, I like <laughs> to keep things a surprise, a late surprise. Uh, the Pacers, as you all know, beat the Hornets 116-106. to 106. Uh, ooh, this is kind of fun. At this point, they had inverse records. The Pacers were eleven and seven, and the Hornets were seven and eleven. That's neat. 
I wonder if the Hornets are ten and. Oh my God! Hey, there's still the inverse. The Pacers are twelve and ten. The Hornets are ten and twelve. Well, we need the Hornets to start doing a little bit worse so we can get our record going back up. Yeah. Uh, but I picked this because Doug McDermott was the first face on Basketball Reference when I clicked on it today. Oh, cool. And this was Doug McDermott's best game as a Pacer ever. We might have even talked about it on the last podcast, so I don't have to go into great detail. But Doug McDermott, 28 points. And he only made one three, too. So, wow, Doug McDermott took 22 shots in this game. That's kind of insane. And a pretty good percentage. Yeah, 12 of 22, 3 of 3 at the line, 5 rebounds. He did a lot of ball hog, and he had no assists. So, kind of a selfish. That's his thing. I mean, Well, if you... If anyone watched the ESPN game against the Sixers, which well, not the Sixers, the uh, Buccaneers, the <laughs> that's what it's short for, right? The Bucks, yeah. Which we'll get to later. If there's one thing Jeff Van Gundy knows about McDermott, it's that he loves coming off a pin down and scoring. Yes, because he had to have said that thirty times <laughs> last night. <laughs> but Jeff yeah, Van Gundy also gave a lot of praise to Nate McMillan. He did. Which hey, was, yeah. Let's let's get to we'll, that. We'll get, get to it later. Guys. But that's why he ends up with a lot of points and not as many assists because he's he gets those quick passes for scores. Well, you could still think about you know. Oh, I got. I've had I've had the ball a lot. I've had a lot of balls. Maybe somebody else needs a ball. Yeah, but I mean, his whole thing is that he just scores and takes shots. Well, so if he gets the ball in well, a spot and they run plays to get him open too. Well, we'll get into a press conference with Doug and you can ask him. Hey, Doug, maybe. Can you think about passing the ball sometime and see what he says? Yeah, great idea. What if he keeps asking you questions and then you guys start playing that improv game? What game are you talking about? That one right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you lose, I think, doesn't he, Jeremy? He does, <laughs> I think, doesn't he, Austin? <laughs> and scene. So, wait, I lost, but you guys kept going? You just leave me out? Uh, Yeah, okay. well, we, right? We, we improved. <laughs> we did an improv. Didn't we? <laughs> So basically, what's the rules of this? For who said there's rules? <laughs> you just ask a question back and forth. First person to not ask a question loses. Right. <laughs> we do not play the game correctly, just so everyone knows. Wait, we don't play. The, let me just make it known: we don't play the game correctly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Doug McDermott had 28 points last week. That's your stat of the day. In a win, in a Pacers yeah, win, a nice win. Yeah. Pacers uh, are now nine and forty-five in stat of the days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is just nice for you to pick a win every once in a while. It makes us feel good. It makes the listeners feel good. The thing is, you can't be mad at me. You have to be mad at the Pacers for n- playing their best games during losses. You mean the individual players, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sure. Now, you can be happy with Doug McDermott. He had his best game of his NBA career, maybe, in this game against Charlotte. Yeah. I mean. But be mad at the other guys. What What was the stat you had a couple weeks ago? I can't remember. He's uh, from Europe. But he had, like, two points, right? This is a guy who played for the Pacers? Gosh, I, I'm just, let's forget about it. Hey, shout out to Doug McDermott. If you're listening out there. You're welcome on the podcast at any point. Hey, and keep playing great, man. We love watching you play this year. Hey, and also, if you listen to last week's podcast, we gave a shout-out to Haywood Workman for having a great name, and he actually refed a Pacers game last week, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. a really funny coincidence. So shout-out again to Haywood Workman two weeks in a row. Great Pacer, great ref. Well, well did he have good calls? Was, was he a great ref? 
Maybe. No, I'd say no. I just, I just, he was he was terrible that game. Name three things he did terribly. Well, I'm gonna assume that he missed three uh, fouls on Sabonis, where people clawed at his eyes. You know what happens when you assume. <laughs> uh, Haywood Workman makes me look like a fool. He does. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for the side of the day. You're welcome for the side of the day. Moving right, on. We're gonna we're gonna dive right into some Pacers games here. Uh, also, if you remember last week, Jack, what was your uh, prediction for th- these four games we're going to talk about? Uh, I think I said four and zero or one and three. It was one of those two. Uh, it was it was four and zero. Okay. When I when I gave my unbiased opinion, I said two and two. Breezy said two and two. We uh, we all came up short on this one. <laughs> yeah. Not a great week for the Pacers or my uh, my gambling accounts. Yeah, probably not a great week for those if you're <laughs> betting. Uh, on you the can't Pacers. bet on your own team. Well, okay. And you'll just be double mad. Yeah, it was bad decision by me. Well, we'll get to it in this first game. <laughs> yeah, well, first up, last Friday, the second of two games against the Hornets, it was a 105-108 loss. Wait, didn't last podcast you said something about teams on back to the backs. losing team in a back to back, you should always bet. So you bet on the Pacers in yeah, this one. Yeah, I did still? because I I thought it was the it was it was going to work out and I was wrong. I should have listened to my <laughs> theories. Um, and honestly, we, so, okay, I'm going to tell you the number. I'm very disappointed in this, but I also had the thought, you know, like when you, cause you had this experience recently when you like had a few losses in sports betting and you think, you know what, whatever, I'm going to put all my money on this. If I lose, I lose. doesn't matter. So I did, I put the rest of my money on the Pacers to cover the three and a half spread against the Hornets, which we lost by three. So I ended up losing $40 on this game, Whoa. which wow. is way more because usually I bet 10 cents at a time. Right. Because like, you know, I don't really, I, it's not that big of a deal to me, but mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, what, I'm just going to blow all this money. Like if they win, that'd be awesome. Your wife's sitting in the room. Do you want to, she's not listening. I hope. Do you want to lie about it? <laughs> so I ended up winning $5,000. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this was, this was a disappointing game. At the very end, too, uh, when Lamella Ball threw the ball off Demonis Sabonis' back, yeah, I just it was just that moment where it's like, this is it, man. I just lost forty bucks, and Lamella Ball just had a really good play. And it was it was the second inbounds they were doing, and Quinn Buckner had spent the whole first inbounds saying, Sabonis needs to be ready for this. He does this all the time. Watch out for it." And he didn't do it that time. And then this time he did it, and it worked out for him. Yeah, what was he? I mean, on, was that seriously the? play call like Sabonis have his back to the inbounder with 0.8 seconds left it works out most of the time not a lot of guys are going to do the throw it off the back move it just makes sense though right because he's not going to be able to turn around and catch it in one second and call if you're going to give it to him you might as well throw it off the back yeah so I mean it was a smart play by Lamella I'm not mad about that but we we just got beat the Hornets came out they shot really well and what happens in these back-to-backs like I said last week is the Pacers came out one the Hornets lost the Pacers won, like, why would they have to change anything? Especially, and the reason I bet on the Pacers to win this one by three and a half was we looked good. The Hornets were shooting pretty well against the Pacers, too, in that first game. Yeah. And I thought, man, we're just clearly the better team. Like, what do I, we're going to win the second game. Surely, like, we're the better team. Even when the Hornets were playing really well, we're still going to beat them. And I was wrong. I mean, we, we, we had good performances across the board from some of our top players, but the Hornets just came out even hot or even hotter than they were the game before and you know just pulled out a victory in this one so 
it's it's difficult when a team becomes complacent for game two because they're like, why would I need to change anything if we just won this game? And the team who lost says, this is well, this is what we know we need to fix, and they come out and they fix it. So it's like a playoff game. It's you're right. adjusting on the fly, and the Hornets did that, and they beat the Pacers in this one. Yeah, and another misprediction in the podcast last week. I said, when was the last time? Turner didn't have three blocks in a game, and then he only had two that game. <laughs> that was last podcast, wasn't yeah. it? I mean, still two. That's really good. Yeah, I mean, it's not like terrible. It's just funny that it happened the night I predicted he was going to keep having three block games. Yep, tied for the lead on the Pacers with Jeremy Lamb in blocks. One of our worst defenders. Yeah. So, hey, uh, shout out Jeremy Lamb. Two steals, two blocks this game. But 12 points, I mean, well, actually did pretty good. 40% shooting. 50% from three. So, I mean, you you like to see that. I mean, we got to keep in mind, too, that TJ Warren and Karis LeVert will probably get to see them this year. And, like, we just – we got to crank out some wins but not expect to be a top two team in the East right? Um, at any point. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm bummed we lost, but, I mean, we're not going to win them all. Right. And speaking of not winning them all <laughs> – we're especially not going to win them all. That brings us to the 76ers game from Sunday, January 31st. Pacers had a nice lead in the fourth quarter, and it kind of just blew up. Yeah, and you know what the faces. you know what's crazy is Joel Embiid didn't play in this one. Right. And this was going to be a really telling game for us as Pacer fans, too, to see if we could stop Embiid in any way, who's having a monster year. Yes. And... The 76ers didn't even play him, and they started Tony Bradley instead, who didn't have a good game. But Dwight Howard off the bench looked really good. He, had, he finished with 11 points and 15 rebounds, which is crazy. And the 76ers, who it looked like the Pacers were going to win in the fourth, ended up the 76ers ended up winning by 9, 119 to 110. Yeah, they went on a crazy run. The Pacers didn't have an answer, and they just kind of fell apart down the stretch. And... It was not a great game that night for the Pacers yeah, I at just, all. I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Like, I guess they just got really hot and Pacers couldn't match. But, I mean, if you have a – we were up – were we up 14? Something like that, yeah. I don't I remember, can't remember the exact number. score now. But, I mean, like, don't quit blowing leads, Pacers. Look, if you're listening out here, anyone who's part of the organization, figure it out. This is the one thing you need to figure out right now is quit blowing huge leads or letting teams go on runs in a certain quarter. Like, don't – you got to play all four quarters. Quit giving up. Dwight, if Dwight though, Howard like, has 15 rebounds against you, what what are you doing, man? 11 points, 15 rebounds. Because of the three-pointer, like, a 14-point lead now is, like, kind of nothing. It's not nothing, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You can overcome that in like half a quarter almost. It seems like which the TNT brought or the ESPN broadcast against the Bucks. The the announcers kept saying stuff like that, and it was like, you know what? Yeah, I am going to keep watching. I do believe that the Pacers can come back from thirty down. Yeah, <laughs> At, once it hits thirty, you should probably be like, eh, and it's in the second half. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this this was a tough game. Brogdon finished with twenty five points. Sabonis had twenty one and eight which is insane that he only got eight rebounds this game. But Aaron Holiday looked good in this one. Off yeah. the bench, as our uh, spark plug off the bench. Yeah, you know, he's due to have one good game sometime this season. <laughs> and he still had only one good game <laughs> this season. What do you think about Goga? Uh, you you vibing with Goga? 
he's, he's fine. I don't know. He's never going to be more than Ooh, could we make thing. that a segment? Vibing with Goga? Ooh. We get him on for recurring? Yeah. Oh, I remembered what I wanted to talk about. And we'll, we can talk about this for next podcast. But I wanted to bring it up right now. I was looking on, you know how on Basketball Reference, you go to a player's page and it has all their nicknames at the top? Yeah. Yeah. Why have we not tried to start a nickname for a player and get it on Basketball Reference? Well, I wonder what you have to do to... Pri- I mean... <laughs> first of all, you probably have to pay for Basketball Reference. Like, they're... Well, I'm not going to... Well, no. Pay. We would just have to start it. Yeah. And it would have to gain enough traction for him, for it to be noticed by the Basketball Reference people. Yeah, and this isn't just an us three thing. Like all of our listeners, all of our followers. Like I bet we could get a, a big enough group to create a nickname and get it on Basketball Reference for someone. But it has to be awesome. What about Gorga? Okay, <laughs> well, so let's throw that one out. <laughs> if he well, bludge- he bludgeons a player in a game, we call him Gorga. <laughs> okay. I got another one. Gumga. Yeah. Okay. Does he like gum? <laughs> I don't know. This is a good idea. We'll throw it out there. Listeners, get back to us this week with all your ideas for nicknames for players, and we'll talk about some of the best ones for next Oh, my week. gosh. It's <laughs> a perfect one. Yoga Batadze. <laughs> Does he do yoga? That's more likely than him liking gum or bludgeoning a player, I think. Go-Gurt. Go. Great. Does he like Go-Gurt? I mean, we've, uh, we've been calling him Goat-Ga. Yeah, see, I don't like that because you re- you got to emphasize the the tea. It and doesn't you, you have don't, as you don't really like tea. I actually, hey, I am a big tea guy now. So then you should love emphasizing it. Yeah, but it's just a single tea, like the single wing formation. <laughs> <laughs> but just, okay, so we got to We got to think of specific players that people know a lot of or enough about, like just your casual NBA fan. Like it needs to be Miles Turner block related. Malcolm Brogdon, demeanor-related. Are those your nickname <laughs> ideas? Because they're terrible. No, 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 no. Demeanor-related. No, it just needs to be related to those things about block-related <laughs> Turner. Here comes, here comes the big demeanor. <laughs> I actually like that for Brogdon. I do too. The big demeanor. <laughs> like Sabonis. What? Demeanor Sabonis. Yeah. I mean, how about we just call them all big demeanor? <laughs> At this point, might as well, right? But well, think about it. If you're listening, think about it. Don't don't just listen to Austin's ideas because we want you guys to have some unique ones. I know Austin's coming up with some great nicknames over here. But yeah, what about Mini Arvidas Sabonis? <laughs> <laughs> That's original, very. So yeah, we'll we'll think about. I'll I'll come up with some this week. Jeff Van Gunny did say that he's the best Sabonis since Arvidas. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> great take, yeah. Jeff. <laughs> Last night it was wonderful. <laughs> Jeremy Lamb of God. Oh great one is he christian or just a metal fan uh he could be either that raises your chances what is the best metal uh like practically or like just probably metagross (laughs) okay jeremy I don't know. Like, pr- sure. Practical. Pra- practical. What does that mean? Like practical, practical uses iron. Like irons and everything. Not like tin. It's in your blood. Yeah, irons in your blood. Oh, yeah. Does that make us robots? Does the water in our body make us fish? Do fish have water in their bodies? They could. They live in water. Well, I'm assuming like have... do bears probably have water in their body? Do, since we have water in our body, does that make us bears? We have gold in our body. If we melted you down, how much do you think you'd be worth? 
Oh, okay. Let's get into this. Yeah. Is gold money? Like, is it is our money backed by gold? Because the answer is no. Is is gold money? Just any gold bugs out there? Yeah. Yes. Gold is money. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say that gold it has or gold is money. Okay. I'm not gonna change the phrasing. I'm gonna say exactly what you said. Yes, gold is money. Okay. Jeremy, what do you say? Uh, are you asking if it's legal tender? I'm just, is, is gold that, money? That answer is no. If I, I went to buy something from a street merchant and said, here's some gold, they'd take it for whatever they're selling probably, right? If it's the right amount. How like do you a, report gold on taxes? <laughs> like, I love this debate. I, I made, love that I made this happen. I made 15 pounds of gold this year. I yeah. Guess. <laughs> yeah. That you could you could figure that out. What's, like, the, what's, what's the, the marginal tax rate for pounds of gold? Well, there's value. Gold has value that changes. Yeah. So, like, if you see that gold for one pound of gold is like, I don't, I have no idea. So don't make fun of me. If it's like a thousand dollars for a pound of gold, which seems really low. Are you a gold standard guy? Uh, I don't even know what that means. Sure, doesn't exist. Jeremy said no, so I'm gonna say yes. It doesn't exist. <laughs> it hasn't existed for like a hundred years. Well, we need to bring. Should it, back. it exist? Okay, Jack says yes. Yeah, yes, I think gold, silver, mercury, silver's on the rise. I saw get mercury uh, currency. We used to have silver standard, but Mer- they mercury, it. like the stuff in fish. Like you just pour it out. Yep, you like have jars of mercury. You pay it by like pouring it out because it's a liquid-based metal. They're, they're, the options are endless. Oh, bad news, Jack! This morning, gold opened and got up to. One thousand eight hundred twenty-six dollars. However, per whatever I don't know, per ounce. That's per ounce. <laughs> so, so sixteen ounces in a pound. So sixteen times one thousand eight hundred twenty-six. So was I right? You were. You were very far off. Okay. Right now it's down to nearly seventeen eighty-seven per ounce, though. So if you want to get Ooh. in some gold, now's now's the time. It's down. What? Sell, 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 it's, sell. It opened at sixteen hundred. No, it opened at eighteen twenty-six, and now it's seventeen eighty-seven. Oh, I thought you so meant like seventeen point eighty-seven. It's gone down about forty dollars, forty-four point six three. That's two point four three percent. Oh yeah, yeah. Get in now. Shout out to uh, goldprice.org <laughs> for, for these. A longtime listener, goldprice.org. <laughs> these numbers, hey. yeah. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. All right, maybe we should not have gone on Hang this on. long of a time. <laughs> Hang on. It's all going to be worth it now. Okay. Goldprice.org would be a great sponsor because blue and gold. Oh, mm. and gold swagger. Yeah. Maybe we can just get gold. Yeah. Why sponsor. haven't the Pacers done something with the gold standard? I don't know. These are all good questions. Look, hey, we're we're the number one most reviewed Pacers podcast in the world. And it's for content like this. Yes. And look, we, we've kind of slacked. Like, yeah, we need to come up with more nicknames and... We need to help the Pacers with slogans. Like this is kind of on us in a way, you know. As the as the podcast, everybody looks to that would right. work too. Because like, <laughs> didn't FDR in the gold standard, and like he was from New York. The Pacers have a rival with the Knicks. These are all good points. Wow, it all adds up. It all yeah. adds up. The gold standard. <laughs> There's something there. You the, want you want to go to the next game? The gold would, standard of basketball. If we remembered, or if we remembered, if we rebranded. Our podcast called it the gold standard. We'd probably get a lot of new listeners too. They might leave after. They'd be. They would be confused. They might leave very quickly. Yeah. We'll be very vague in our descriptions. Like in this episode, the gang talks about 
the gold standard and what it means to the I don't know. What we'll we'll figure it out when you edit yeah. it and post it. Austin, yeah, we'll, but like we'll we were saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we were saying in that segment, just send us your nickname ideas. That's all we were talking about the whole time. <laughs> so let us know what you think. We're gonna move on to the next game. Let us know your favorite medal too. Which this was a good bounce back game for the Pacers uh, on Tuesday against the Grizzlies. They won one thirty four to one sixteen. Yeah, this one was delightful. A hard game to win considering it we're well past. And well, b- even more well before Christmas now. Oh, good point. So the Grizzlies were locked in. They were giving it their all. Hang well, on. We made the opposite point last week. <laughs> what? We said we should be worried because it's past Christmas, so they didn't have anything to think about. But what we... That's, that's what, what, what I'm saying. Like, cause no, yeah, you guys are agreeing. What we failed to realize, though, is in February, the Grizzlies probably start preparing for next Christmas. Oh, and you're right. We should have known because it's February 2nd. I'm sure we thought it was like January something. They say the, the elves don't stop working. <laughs> That's true. John Morant, one of the chief elves, I believe. And he stopped working this game. <laughs> Ten so points, five assists, two steals. Would John Morant be Bernard the head elf? Oh, yes. I guess, yeah. Who is the short guy with the glasses? He's from Numbers. <laughs> no, that's Bernard. Oh. No. N- the uh, short guy with the glasses... Is in the second one, right? What's his name? I think he's in the second and the third. Yeah. I don't remember his name. I don't know how you would. Do you think they can dunk? Uh, those a- actual people? Those actors? No. No, no the elves. <laughs> well, Legolas in Lord of the Rings, he can jump pretty high, right? No, that's a whole different type of elf. Well, how? what about Keebler? whole different again. Okay, so I, I don't understand. Much like there are many types of people yeah there but are many types of elves the the range of ability to jump in humans is is pretty simple like legolas being able to like jump and do like a triple backflip compared to like a keebler elf who can probably barely jump like they're they're not the same elf right there are different types of elves yeah yeah we but all said. humans can basically jump a similar height right there's yeah you're, uh, you're going to max out on a human pretty well, yeah, okay. relatively low compared to Legolas. Yeah, percentage-wise, like, I mean, it's all pretty similar. But yeah. elves, like, what's the standard? What's the gold standard for elf? For, for elves? <laughs> Probably not very high because m- most of them seem kind of puny. Okay, well. Well, I, if you know a lot about elves, get back to us <laughs> next week. And Lord we'll, of the Rings elves are fake anyways. Probably. Probably. Hey, those well, these other ones real. are more real. I disagree. I'm. I feel the opposite. Yeah, one's animated. One elf. The Keebler elves are animated. <laughs> <laughs> Took me a minute. <laughs> I was like, no, they're not animated in the Santa Claus. Yeah, I, we will. Hey, well, well, one player who didn't stop working was Demonis Sabonis. <laughs> no, tied his career high in this one with points. Thirty-two points. Had thirteen rebounds on top of that. Looked really good. Extremely efficient. Thirteen of fifteen incredible shooting night for him yeah uh shot the three as well two for two from three he's been shooting a lot more threes recently yeah. it's been kind of fun to watch um i still don't ever feel like they're gonna go in but he hit both of his shot both of his threes this game and uh, you know I'm, I'm building up a little bit of trust in his three-point shooting this season but looked good tied his career high like i said he probably should have had more he, he was on fire gorgie jang was on him or yeah gorgie jang was on him at points they were throwing Xavier Tillman on him, too, at points. Well, I don't even think it was drafted this year. They're just, they're just kind of throwing Tillman out yeah. there. He played at Ohio State last year, right? 
As a, as an IU fan, I should know better. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, Austin, you're also an IU fan, but big let's one. see. Oh, Michigan State. Oh man, I should have known better. That's a big fine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the Pacers looked good in this one. We we handled this game from the very beginning, and it it felt good to win for once. And uh, how did it feel to lose against the Bucks, one ten to one thirty? You you want me to be honest? I'll, I'll turn off a few games every year, just out of frustration. Like uh-huh. I have better things I could be doing than watch the Pacers get whooped like this. This was one of them. This was the first one this year. This was a, yeah. This is my first turn off game as well. Yeah. So we went down thirty in the third. That's when I turned it off. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> there comes I'm. I'll watch through almost anything, but there comes a point, and Doug McDermott pointed to this in the post game press conference. He said. He, we, we pointed out last week, it's a weird night because it's a back-to-back and they had to travel. And he said, even though that's the case, like there's no excuse to go out there and lay an egg. And that's that's what they did. They just they looked flat. Nothing was working. Giannis could do pretty much anything he wants. Giannis might be the most unguardable guy in the league for this specific team. There's nobody on our team that matches up with him at all. So yeah. that's going to be a problem. The, the last guy we had that we would match up against Giannis was Thad Young, yeah. right? <laughs> Was there anyone else? I mean, we, we had Malcolm Brogdon guarding him for stretches this the, game. The hope would be TJ Warren improves his defense and can guard him, but obviously he's not even available right now. Yeah. So I know Breezy said earlier, maybe throw Jakar Sampson at him. <laughs> like, hey. I think the Jakar Sampson experiment's a little over at this point for the Pacers too. But, I mean, if you can throw him out there and have him get have him foul out guarding Giannis just so he you're stopping him sometimes, like that's not the worst plan in the world if nothing else is working. No. Well, what what needs to happen is Sabonis or Miles Turner needs to figure out how to stay in front of him because Jakar Sampson's six six or six seven listed. He's probably six five or six six. Yeah. I mean, he's not tall, and Giannis is is a healthy six foot eleven. Like that's still going to be tough for Jakar, who strength wise c- can handle it for sure and j- rebounding ability. But well, like I said, you're, if you have Jakar on him, you're asking him to foul out. Yeah, <laughs> like that's what's happening there. <laughs> so yeah, we we really don't have answers. Unless TJ Warren can step up, and it is tough. But Sabonis, if like Jeremy, me and you both turned it off at the same time in the third quarter, mm-hmm. Sabonis already had his career high at that point. Yeah, thirty-three points, which is fun because that means once he uh, gets thirty-four points, he'll break it again. And I mean, yep. it's not like this is an unreachable career high, like Devin Booker seventy. Like that's probably going to be his career high the rest of his career. Sabonis got thirty-three. We're going to see him break this again. That's always fun, and. He looked like the lone bright spot on this Pacers team last night. Uh, Justin Holiday was good. Yeah, uh, you're. I mean, it, yeah, that's true. And it also, was, it's worth mentioning the Holiday. All three Holiday brothers were on the court at the same time in the first quarter. Yeah, I I got a good laugh pregame when they re-aired a Rachel Nichols sit down with the Antetokounmpo brothers from the bubble, and 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 then after that aired, they went to Ariel Hawani. He goes. And also, all three Holiday brothers are in this game. And then they cut to commercial. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> These guys are actually playing. Why are you not talking yeah. to them? Ariel Hel- Helwani was okay. He was okay. Yeah, he's still transitioning to um, sideline work. He was the, he was an, He's an MMA guy. I don't know if you know that. Oh. But he he's like a he has been like a big-time MMA reporter, and he's breaking into NBA stuff. I, I like him. He's, he's pretty cool. Yeah, they uh, th- there were points where he was talking about the bubble. I can't remember the word. the The word I'm thinking is tra- uh, tra- traumatic. I feel like he was saying the bubble is traumatic for some players. Uh huh. At probably. one point, I was like, it, it probably was. That seems pretty drastic, though. Like a like a. I think 
the consensus was, especially for young players, it was really hard. Yeah. Traumatic just seems like devastating. I mean, different yeah, you things don't have be traumatic. Their moms people. aren't there. They're still young, you know. <laughs> you live, you're supposed to live at home until you're like 28, right? <laughs> I mean, when it, you do you, but like, you're right. He, you're right, guys. He's so great. Do you Our, think there are any NBA players that live with their parents? For sure. Still? For sure. I bet there's a really high percent of players that have their parents live with them. Okay. What do you no, mean? No, 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 no. What do you mean by really high percent? Like, like higher surprisingly than you, higher than you would not, think. Not like an 80%. Okay. Not <laughs> have their parents live with them. Like, they, they live s- with their parents? S- they never moved out. Yeah. Oh. That would be hard because you'd have to be. Well, never moved out would be almost impossible because you'd have to live in the city you got drafted in. And you'd have to not be paid very much, and you're trying to save money. But so that's a really specific scenario that's that true. would have to happen. There are certain players who will get signed in free agency to like a G League or like a two way deal once they go undrafted, and it's a lot of times by the like their hometown team. So I mean, there maybe there's like one or two players that live with their parents still. That's a good question. Okay. I think it'd be more. O- it might happen more often if a player is moving and their parents want to move with them. They might live together for a while until the parents can find some housing. or. or but whatever. that's the parents living with the kid instead right. of the kid living I, with the I just right. I think that's the more likely scenario. Right. Yeah, right. 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 I think so, too. Hey, stack that paper. No shame. No shame, yeah. No shame. You got a $5 million contract. You still want to live with your parents? Talking about... How much money are you going to save? <laughs> Speaking of stacking bricks, Malcolm Brogdon, 5 of 17 last night. Rough shooting. Real bummer. He was working hard on defense, so I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there. But yeah, also you would you would love to see him score a lot more efficiently against his old team, who chose Drew Holiday over him. Yeah. And, what? what? Uh, no, no, they didn't. Kinda, I mean, right? How do you choose Drew way. Holiday two years in advance or a year in advance? I, yeah, I, he, Drew Holiday was forever chosen <laughs> by the Bucks. He was forever chosen. And by us. Soon and, to be Pacer Drew Jack. Holiday. That's what I meant to say. Soon to be Pacer. But yeah, uh I mean he was he was asked to guard bigger players than him and he was working on right. I mean, he's a good defender anyways, but I mean you, you expect his percentages to be higher, especially someone who's been really good this year and has had really, really good percentages in the past. But some games it just doesn't it doesn't add up and it's Sometimes the games where you really want to score really well if you're that player. So, hey, Malcolm Brogdon had a tough one, but we expect him to bounce back here soon. Yeah, and Jeremy Lamb also had his worst night since returning from injury. Uh, the Bucks hit 21 threes. They they were on fire all night. So, when a team's that hot, you, it's you're gonna it's gonna be a struggle. And yeah. the Pacers only hit 11, so it's hard to match when the disparity of threes is like that. But still, good fight to just to keep it at 20 and not let it balloon even further than it did and to get back after it got to 30 though so i guess i'm just trying to be positive <laughs> hey but bjorken got his first look at how the pacers match up against Giannis, so hopefully he's able to change some things for the next time and they'll look better yeah, we'll see we'll see Giannis is so good and he still has so many steps he can take to be better yeah specifically free throw shooting he's down to like 53 percent or something this year yeah and this not traveling terrible. so much yeah there's you, certain things he can do. If you look at his shooting numbers, it's super weird. He 
got better his first like two or three seasons and it's been a steady drop off every year since then it's really crazy how bad he's becoming at shooting and yeah. it doesn't make any sense really. well last night he shot really well well i'm talking free throws and threes okay those numbers yeah well his that that was part of it last night too when he was shooting he had eight free throw attempts and he hit seven of them I remember really every time good. he shot, I was like, oh, he'll miss one of these two, right? Yeah. But when, he, he kept hitting them. When Giannis makes seven or eight, you know you're <laughs> in for a long time. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So he only played 30 minutes, and that's all. I mean, he didn't really need to play much more than that. He kind of annoyed me because he started taking pictures with his camera. It felt a little disrespectful. I have a hard time not liking Giannis. I still really like him as a player. But I was like, come on, man. What was he taking pictures of? The, uh, I guess the game. They do a bench mob thing. I know. So he's probably Just felt he's disrespectful. Doing- so the rest of the bench mob, they're fine? No. <laughs> I, I don't care. Like, if, if if you're a young guy on the Bucks and Giannis is taking pictures of you playing basketball, that's got to feel amazing. Yeah, you got to have pictures for your tender. That's probably what it's for. Okay, I'm looking at this list of young guys that would have really appreciated Giannis taking pictures of them. All of them. I'm telling you, any of them that are single. So the young guys I can see are Jalen Adams, maybe. Who's and that? DJ Wilson. Jalen Adams is from St. Bonaventure. He was born May 4th, 1996. What? Not that there's any connection there. I just, yeah. My inflection was weird. <laughs> <laughs> but you gestured toward me as well. I'm, I wasn't born in 96. I know, you're, I know when you were born. but So Jalen Adams is young-ish. He's 24. DJ Wilson is 24, about to be 25. He was born in 96. As yeah. well. Okay. <laughs> and then Thanasis, who is it's his older brother, right? Giannis' older brother, yeah. So I don't know, like, does Tori Craig like getting okay, his picture so taken? So young guys and bench guys. I doubt it. <laughs> B- bench guys would really appreciate that from Giannis. <laughs> yeah. It's like being included by the, you know, you're right. By, by the cool by kid. The good, yeah, the cool kid. The football, the quarterback, you know, he comes, he's like, ah, you're funny. Yeah, the left back <laughs> in soccer. Yeah. <laughs> is that the best player on soccer team? No. <laughs> is it no, 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 no. It's the best player. Is it a striker? No, it's a left defender. No, it's the number <laughs> 10. And if you don't know what that is, I'm not going to tell you. Like <laughs> on your jersey. Yeah. Yeah, but it, the numbers in soccer, your numbers relate to uh, your position. Is that a center attacking mid? It can be. Yeah. yeah. Cam. Often, yeah. Yeah, Messi wears 10. He's a mm-hmm. winger. Usually it's given to your best player, your best attacking player. Attacking player, yeah. Okay. I know soccer. I've played FIFA. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys want to look ahead at some games? I guess. We got three games in this upcoming week, and let me tell you, it's going to be a tough week. That's okay. We're made for this. First up, February 5th, that's Friday, is home for the Pelicans. Okay. (laughs) Zion coming to town. uh, Brandon Ingram looking good again this year. What are you expecting from this game, Jack? Are they looking good? He said Brandon no, Ingram looking Zion's good. No, I said Zion's coming to town and Brandon oh. Ingram is looking good. The Pelicans, no. They are looking very bad. Zion's averaging the most in the paint points per game this year out of any player in the league. Yeah, he shoots like 60%. Yeah, yeah. I think he's averaging 19-something points in the paint this year. Yeah, he's crazy. And one of our biggest strengths is protecting the paint. So, I mean, that that could be an easy answer to that. And then Brandon Ingram, I mean... It obviously is is a good player. Yep. But like they're they're not looking good other than that. It's like those two guys look pretty good, but the team's bad and it sh- it just hasn't added up yet. 
I expect the Pacers to respond to such a bad loss on national television by getting a win this Friday against the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, and it'll be important to get that win because following that game against the Pelicans, uh, the Utah Jazz are coming to town on Sunday the 7th. Oh, at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Is it an early start? Yeah, that's a bummer, but I guess that's okay. I, I just don't like those during the day game starts. I don't know how you feel. You don't like a Sunday afternoon game? I guess, but I mean... Especially foot. Yeah, it'll Sunday be before afternoon the basketball, Super Bowl. After, after football's over, like this one's leading into the Super Bowl... That's I I love Sunday afternoon basketball. Yeah, it'll be a yeah. I I mean I'm gonna watch it. I I guess you're right. The football's not going on really either, other than the Super Bowl that night. So, you know what, Jeremy Austin, you guys changed my mind. I'm I'm excited. There you go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> wow, you guys are out here changing my mind left and right. So, yeah, one uh, we're playing the Jazz. What's Re- less exciting is they are still the lead the league leaders in win percentage. And they're they're playing really really good basketball. Really really good basketball. They for sure have a all star in Rudy Gobert. It, it appears that he's definitely going to be an all star. Strange that you said him first. Well, and then Donovan Mitchell, who probably will be an all star, right? I mean, is he definite at this point? Yeah, he's by far their best player. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but is he definitely an all star? He's definitely an all star. Okay. So I mean, they're obviously a good team. We get to see Boyan Bogdanovich. Um, they have scoring from all over the court. Mike Conley actually looks good again in Indy Boy. And, I mean, this is going to be a tough one. Definitely. I mean, Rudy Gobert always gives us problems. And, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's that's my answer. Is that okay? I, yeah. I, ex- I expect to win, obviously. That's a good answer. I like it. Yeah. And then finally next week on Wednesday the 10th, uh, we are at Brooklyn for a game against the New Look Nets. Uh, Nets defense is garbage. Worst ever. Nets offense is amazing. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's going to be a – Pacers are going to have to be able to keep up with them. Okay, real question. Defensively, is this team better or worse if they had Trey Young instead of Kyrie Irving? Worse. Worse. Really? I think so. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, is this team better or worse defensively if they had Isaiah Thomas instead of Kyrie Irving? <laughs> worse, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> is this team better or worse defensively if they have TJ McConnell instead of worse Kyrie Irving worse i'm going to say worse just because TJ McConnell's second in steal percentage this year okay but there will probably be what the hell stat is steal percentage what did you make that up no i i have the i have it right here let me <laughs> did you let make me that up? up i didn't make this up i looked it up first is jeremy or not jeremy uh jimmy butler I'm going to say worse just because they would not get as good of shots, which would lead to more points for the other team. That's a good point. Okay, steal percentage is the percentage of a point opponent team possessions that end with a steal by a specific player. So the, the it's calculated as 100 times the player's steals times the player's minutes divided by player minutes played times opponent team possessions. So then you find your percentage. So TJ McConnell has a 40-point-something steal percentage right now because he's stealing the ball often and uh, is second in the league for it, which is cool. Yeah. So he's he's been super sneaky. I mean, obviously, he does a full-court press every time he's in. And it's against the second unit. Yeah. I mean, but he also plays the final six minutes of games right now. Like, he's, right. he's been right in crunch now. time. Yeah. I mean, he's been in crunch time for us. He's really liked by the coaching staff. He's By right now, really you well. mean last night? Did he play the final six minutes last night? I didn't watch the final six minutes, Jeremy. <laughs> I feel like he would have likely played that final six minutes and not a 
He's been pl- no, he, but he's been playing. So he the played final the final six minutes in that Grizzlies blowout. Uh, I don't remember at this point. Probably, I, yeah. He plays the last six minutes. Probably. The games we're winning by <laughs> but, a lot. No, but he's been playing in the important final six minutes, like in a close game. Name one. I'm telling you, man. Let me find these. You don't know. No, I have the schedule right here. You're making it up. You you can't look up minute when the minutes you can go were to played. like play by play. Uh, we'll talk later because I I promise you. But defensively, I'd rather have him than Kyrie for sure. I mean, if I was okay, like, if just one possession, like we need a stop, yeah. But so yeah, that's not the question though. Yeah, is the team better <laughs> defensively with TJ McConnell instead of Kyrie? Again, I said because no. offensively, obviously it's Kyrie. Yeah, right. but I don't care if the question is TJ McConnell or Kyrie. I want Kyrie. Actually, I changed my answer. Offensively, I think TJ McConnell would make the Nets better than Kyrie because he'd be the main facilitator and James Harden would be the scorer. That's my answer. <laughs> You just said they have the best offense ever. No, I said they have the worst defense ever. I haven't said the offense thing yet. I thought you said they had the best offense ever. Jeremy might have. I, I said it's that. amazing. Oh, okay. But so we all agree that TJ McConnell's probably better than Kyrie. We did not agree. <laughs> In a one possession isolated incident. Yeah, give me TJ McConnell. Okay, then that means you think he's a better defender. If he, if you're asking him to do his best right, on defense for I'm, one play, and he's better than Kyrie, that's not. You defender. just asked like, who would you rather have as a defender? But I got to go a whole game. I got T.J. McConnell out there. He's probably like gonna cost you some points from offense, going offense to defense that Kyrie wouldn't. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like offense is the new age defense. I mean. <laughs> Hey, you make a shot, the ball stops, you set your defense. What I will say about this game is I expect Sabonis to break his 33-point career high. Oh. He's he's been playing really well as of late, well actually as of this season. <laughs> and I expect that 33-point uh career high to be broken. Over under 125 points for the Pacers this game. Uh, I'll take the under. I just also take a under. lot of points. Okay, I'll take the over just to be different. But yeah, I don't think it's going to go into the one forties, just no. because the Pacers on defense. Well, I mean, the Bucks kind of proved that wrong, and also the Grizzlies. Well, no, they only had one sixteen. But I mean, Grr, yeah, I expect it to be under one twenty five. All right, Jack, your prediction: How are the Pacers going to do in these three games? Uh, win. Win, win. Three wins. Interesting. 3-0. <laughs> oh. That's crazy. So we aren't going to talk about the Pistons game? Oh, I guess that'll be after the next podcast. It will be. I'm, I was really excited to talk about that one. I guess well, we'll have to wait. You're going to have to hold in that excitement. <laughs> okay, real quick. Name the teams that have scored more than 125 against the Pacers this year. The Bucks. Actually, 125. Oh yeah, more than 125. The, the Bucks. Bucks is one, yes. The Bucks. Phoenix, Sacramento, uh, just thinking off the top of my head. Oh, you're naming <laughs> the Clippers. <laughs> it's like, yeah, wow, you're nailing this. <laughs> reading through the schedule. <laughs> so the, the Suns scored 125. The Kings scored 127. The Clippers scored 129. That was our worst game of the year. And the Bucks scored 130. So four times. I expect the Nets to score one point less than the Pacers, so I expect this to be a 123 to 124 game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, can I give you guys some breaking news before we Oh, yeah. End? Break that news. The uh, first fan vote totals are out for all- all-star voting. Ooh. Ooh. 
right? Here, uh, starting with Western Conference, here's some interesting names that I'm seeing on here. Uh, Kamarl Anthony is 10th yes. for front court in the West. <laughs> Andrew yes. Wiggins is 7th, which is insane to me. Christian Wood, 8th. I've been voting for Christian Wood. Nice. I like him. Wait, Wiggins is 7th? He's 7th. It's shocking. Warriors have a huge fan base, though. San Francisco is a big true. city. Uh, for guards, Shea Gilgis Alexander gets in there at ninth. That's cool. Nice. CJ McCollum is in there at eighth. Damian Lillard is third. John Morant fourth. So ah, who's barely played this year? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the big ones. East front court. Can you go from ten to one? Ten to one. Number ten, Jeremy Grant. Oh, okay. Number nine, Gordon Hayward. Both having really good years. Number eight, Julius Randle. Okay. Love Julius. So Randall. far, so good. Number seven, Demontis Sabonis. Okay, it's bad, bad list, bad. Uh, six, Bam. Uh, five, Jimmy. Four, Jason Why? Tatum. Three, Joel. Two, Giannis. One, Kevin Durant. It's the name. It's the name and its fan vote. It has nothing to do with how they're playing this Come year. Come on, but they have to know that he hasn't played this year. You know this, and we go over this every year. This means nothing. <laughs> This will this will be the f- only five guys. The media votes and the teams. This will be only guys. five guys for each. So for some each burgers, team. yeah, some fries, fries. hot dog, <laughs> maybe if you're weird. Roast hey, beef, you guys chicken, never said pizza. anything on our on my Instagram post about T.J. McConnell's steal percentage. How I talked about Jimmy Butler being an elite level defensive specialist role player. Oh, I meant to call you out <laughs> on that. I was going to ask you if you said it wrong. <laughs> Or if you actually were calling Jimmy Butler that. I was. With the hopes that he would actually see it and we we could have some content there, but I was just, you know, messing Ridiculous. around a little bit. I, I expected you guys to say something to me. Yeah, I must have missed that I one. forgot. I just forgot about it. <laughs> must have been shi- shining my shoes. Uh, real quick, the Eastern Conference guards, no Brogdon. Derek Rose is eighth. <laughs> Whack. <laughs> ben Simmons and Russell Westbrook are nine and ten. Whack. And Whack then, on Westbrook, not on Simmons. Yeah, Beal Beal's number one, one point two million. He's killing it. So I can stop voting for Beal now. Yeah, because he's up there. So the wasted vote. I'll Who, start voting for Derrick Rose. Who's two, three, four? Two, three, four is Irving, Harden, Brown, then Levine, Trey Young, Colin Sexton. Man, I hate NBA fans so much. Now who's Brown? Jalen. Jalen. Oh, Jalen. Yeah, shooting guard. He's having a really good year. The really famous Celtic player. You know Jay Brown. He has been their best player this year. Yep, he has. Yes, which is a delight for us. Why? Well, I'm, I I assume that we're all not the biggest Jason Tatum fans. Why wouldn't we be? I don't know, because I'm not. <laughs> You're or, right. Isn't this a hive mind kind of <laughs> thing that, that we have going? I'm really glad it's not. <laughs> I'm in the beehive. You are in the beehive. Yeah. I've seen your shirts and bracelets. Uh-huh. And the anklet that one time. Yep. You're a big honey guy. It was only natural I joined the Beehive. Big Jay-Z guy, <laughs> a big honey guy. Yep. What about Beyonce? Are you a big Beyonce guy? That's, that's what we're talking about. I know, be- but beehive. you just talked about oh. honey and Jay-Z. How does that add up to Beyonce? Cool, because Jay-Z's married to her, and I like honey, so I'm in a Beehive. So, so there must be honey everywhere. <laughs> Everybody knows that Jay-Z plus honey equals Beyonce. <laughs> I guess. I mean, if you if you said someone what's Jay-Z plus, uh, plus honey. That math actually works. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, to Beyonce. Mm-hmm. All right, I've, I'm proven wrong. There you go. <laughs> now we just gotta convince you you're wrong about Jimmy Butler, defensive specialist. 
Role player. Role player. Role player. I added the role player. In. I, I swear I read that and I was like, he forgot a comma. <laughs> I, was no, like, I don't think was... he realizes he forgot a comment. No, here. I did it on purpose. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny. All right, any more thoughts before we close this thing out? Mm, nothing. I got nothing. Hey, I gotta go use your bathroom. We gotta wrap it up. You can you can go ahead. But next, the bonus triple double makes him number one all time in triple doubles for the Pacers. Yep. Oh, you wanted to announce the winner of our Vigit challenge. Yes, the winner of the Vigit challenge for the month of January, who and they win a jersey because they won, is Edward Krulwich. And I don't know how to say his name, so I kind of slurred to Kuh-whip. cover it up. <laughs> Krulwich. Yes, but he's live relaxed on Instagram or it could be live relaxed. Oh. Or yeah. liver laxed. <laughs> I like it. Let's vote on a, a Hall of Fame name right now. Liver laxed. Liver laxed? <laughs> I, I say no. I'm gonna say yes for liver laxed. Wait, like why am nice I the deciding vote? I'm I don't want to we this. voted first. I choose to remain neutral. Alright, and All a tie right, means no filibustered <laughs> liver lax. Maybe next week. <laughs> but hey, shout out um to Liver Laxed Edward Krulwich. You did a great job. I was second place with 4,000-something. I wasn't even close to him. I think he had nine or 10,000 and definitely earned this jersey. So super cool by Vigit to even facilitate this contest in the first yeah. place. We're super thankful. We're actually going to do our own all-pacers uh, competition this month of February. I don't know what the prize is yet, but it will not be a jersey. <laughs> so don't get your hopes up that much, but it'll be a ton of fun if you haven't joined Vigit already. It's a free gambling, I guess, is... Uh, Right, it's gambling. Yeah, you don't sort use any of. of your real money. Yeah, sort of gambling. It's like faux gambling. F a u x. Fobling. Yes, fobling. And we're g- we're gonna do a giveaway to the winner this time. Edward Krulwich will probably be really good again because I don't I don't know what his secret is, but he's obviously really good at gambling. And uh, there's gonna be a chance for you guys to compete with that if you haven't signed up yet. It helps us out. We get a little bit of money every time that you use our code, and we're putting that towards some big future plans of ours so um yeah go sign up if you don't know how dm us on instagram or twitter we'll get you all set up all right for jack jeremy and breezy i am jeremy so i don't know why i said my name <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a long podcast we'll see you guys hey later. and you know what we get to listen to this outro music which is awesome so hey be grateful that it's here it only took three or four months to make <laughs> shout out austin but hey jeremy peace out see ya You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.